This is Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, episode 22. This is the 22nd week of the football season, which is called the Pro Bowl week. In most sports, the All-Star games of the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball are usually in the middle of the season. But football, you can't really, with all the tackling and all the hitting they're doing, be like, you know, halfway through the season, we're going to get everyone a week off and then ask them to play in the game. No, they kind of wait till the end of the season to play. But instead of being at like the end end, it's the week before. So they give people a break before the Super Bowl. And it used to be in Hawaii and all the players wanted to go to Hawaii. Then we're like, nah, we're not going to Hawaii anymore. We're going to go to Orlando and we're going to go to like the East Bean Studios and all this other stuff. Then people are like, I don't really want to go. A lot of people are like, I would love to take my family and everyone to, you know, Hawaii. And that would be, you know, something they would do. But again, no one wants to do that. So Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Pat Mahomes. Obviously, Pat Mahomes was in the Super Bowl. But those are three best quarterbacks in the AFC. They weren't the quarterbacks. It was rookie C.D. Stroud, deserved it, deservedly so. And you also got yourself Gardner Minshew, who played really well this year. And that makes a lot of sense. And... Jalen Hurts for the Eagles makes a lot of sense. Baker Mayfield had an all-star caliber season, so he 100% made a lot of sense. The Geno Smith one, I guess because a lot of other people, you know, didn't play in there. That's why I'm thinking, like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense that he's in there. And Tua had a good season for Miami, so obviously that made sense. Geno, I'm just thinking to myself, like, are there, aren't there better, you know, NFC quarterbacks? So that's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking to myself, like, again, this is Red Morning Quarterback, as always. The term is figuring out what you could have, should have, would have done after a Sunday game on Monday before there was Thursday and Monday Night Football and Saturday afternoon game, Sports Illustrated, which is now defunct, and all the, you know, extra games and things like that. So that's where I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, cool. You know, Dak Prescott, thinking he would be there, Matthew Stafford. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, there are still other quarterbacks that you could have probably chosen to be in this thing, like Jared Goff. Obviously, Brock Purdy's in the in the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins was out for the year. Maybe Jordan Love deserved it. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But still, not bad decision for quarterbacks. I just don't get the Geno Smith one. Now... The NFL skills competition, it hasn't been around for that long. And it used to be they did some skill, and then they changed it up, and they would have different ones. So there was one, there was a few some years, and a few the other years. Then this year, they decided that, you know what, why don't we do a skills competition, not just on Thursday, but on Sunday, and have some of the skills competitions go between each quarter, you know, before the game, at halftime, that multiple one. And that's what they did. And I was like, that's a good idea. So obviously, flag football is what they've been doing the past couple of years. We get one center, you know, there's certain rules of can you run it, how you can pass it, how many times you can, you know, blitz. There's all those intricate rules of what flag football is. And even the referees and Hall of Famers, Peyton Manning and Ray Lewis and, DeMar- and DeMarcus Ware, were, who you know, and Wes Welker and Eli Manning, who's coaching the NFC, 
they also are confused by the rules. So are the broadcasters and the two NFL players who are doing sideline reporting and instead of actually letting a sideline reporter do their job. That's another story. RG3, man, it's so cool you wore a Sean, you know, you wore a Sean Taylor jersey and this other NFL player. Yeah, you made a lot of money in the NFL. You make a lot of money from ESPN. You can afford these amazing jerseys. I feel like most people on this planet would much rather be able to afford socks and underwear. But, you know, that's another story. So they had this precision passing thing for a while. We have, like, different targets that are moving that range from 1 to 2 to 3 and 4 or 5 points. They added a new one where you can try for a 10.1. And obviously, I don't know why the NFL thinks that we're stressed for time. And they either filmed it ahead of time earlier in the day and and did some of it at nighttime and they didn't want to be there for a few hours. I don't know how long they had the arena, different things like that, because I didn't even see Geno Smith attempt any of the precision passing. I saw Baker Mayfield, I saw Jalen Hurts, I saw C.J. Stroud and Gardner Minshew and Tua, and Baker won versus Stroud in the final round. Like I saw that, but it seemed like they purposely slipped the Geno Smith one to save time because a lot of people like myself were like, huh, he's a pro bowler, but still, the NFL is all about making money. If, if the pro bowl skills on Thursday is an hour and a half to two hours long. That means more money because you can show more commercials. So I don't get that. I really don't. Skipping stuff. Then they did the best catch where it's a video of Puka Nakua trying to catch water while surfing, you know, with passes from former NFL quarterback Jimmy Clausen, who, no offense, wasn't a good quarterback. And Chad Henney, who was an okay quarterback and a backup quarterback, and he's with the Chiefs for a while, was throwing passes. And Joku was diving off a diving board by holding something and flipping in the air and catching it. And Joku didn't catch anything. But again, those videos, if they were saving time, they want to save time, could have been shown on Sunday at the beginning of the Pro Bowl and then said, later on, we're going to show you who wins. Because they eventually showed the videos a sec- another time on Sunday, and that would have saved time. They could have shown everyone. Okay, so I think like that's kind of stupid there. Then they did this high-stakes thing where, you know, Nick Bledsoe, Jerron Bland, Sam Laporta, Rashid Shaheed, Devin, Wither- Devin Witherspoon, Miles Killebrew, Marvin Mim, Justin Sims, Rokon, and Denzel Ward all have to hold like two footballs in their hands and try to catch it. And you keep rotating back and forth between AFC and NFC, but you got to hold on to all the balls and still catch it. And then the w- winner was Miles Killebrew of the Steelers. Again, it's just figuring out can you how where can you put the footballs under your arms and your legs and your your knees and your shoulders and whatever you could do to try to catch it. So it's really impressive that any of them could catch three, have three footballs and two footballs in their hand and catch three and so on and so on. That's an interesting punt. Try to drill for our special teamers and defensive players and even wide receivers who are return specialists. Now, closest to the pin, I feel like that, because it's filmed ahead of time, off off the field, like somewhere else. That could have been shown on Sunday. It's a golf. What does golf have anything to do with football? It makes no sense. It was closest to the pin. So, Jalen Johnson, the Bears suck. Julian Love suck. Darius Slay, the Eagles suck. You know, Alec Ingold was actually pretty good. So was Kyle Hamilton and A.J. Cole. But Raheem Mostert stuck. And Jeremiah Ascau, whatever his name is, stunk. And Jake Ferguson was pretty good. And Brian Anger, the punter, was great. They like they got two attempts to try to hit it to the furthest to the pin, obviously. And there's, like, different markers and stuff. And I feel like golf is something that baseball players do also. Michael Jordan, obviously, and Charles Barkley love playing golf. So basketball players do it too. But I don't think that there's, like, the skills competition that you're that would really excite anyone, nor do I really care about golf. That's where I think that was a waste of time. Now, snapshots, I think, was a good thing, showcasing the long snappers and the, the linemen, like Kelsey 
Eric McCoy, Andrew DiPola on the NFC, and Ryan Kelly, Tyler Lindbaum, and Ross Masisic. And I'm just saying like this, again, if you're you're short for time, then cut out some things, okay? Because I was it's stupid that you saw Kelsey stink galore because he was trying to get the 5.1, which was a small hole. They skipped Eric McCoy of the NFC, and they also skipped two of the AFC guys. We didn't see Ryan Kelly or Ross Mastic even go, okay? They, so, they saw Tyler Lindblom of the AFC, and then they showed DePaula and the NFC winning it at the end. Like, again, I would like to see some of these linemen and long snappers, how good they are at hiking the ball into holes, like, for to skill. Because I always remember when I was younger, I was really good at, like, hiking the ball back to the quarterback precisely and on time. But I'm tiny as heck. I'm not big. I'm not tall. I'd get destroyed. I couldn't be an offensive lineman unless I gained about 100 to 50, 150 to 200 pounds. Like, no, I'm barely 120. I need to be at least 200 pounds, and I wouldn't be able to do it. But it's real... Difficult, and then always the way they end the year is always dodgeball, and I always like that. And they, they decided to make it defense versus offense in both games. And uh, AFC won game one, NFC won game two. They each got points. They shorten the field when it's a certain amount of time and less players. It's just fun because again, everyone wants to play dodgeball. It's interesting to see. Now, when they said they brought kick tack toe back. You know, where you have the kickers kicking it somewhere and they have to go to a specific spot and play tic-tac-toe. They've done that once or twice since they've done this Pro Bowl skills competition. And they got and they got rid away from it. And I was excited to see it. But they're like, that's going to be on Sunday. So I'm like, cool. Let me see it. Nope. It starts off with, let's show you what happened on Thursday. Let's interview the coaches. Let's get to the broadcast booth and start the game and say, well, the AFC already won. Who's in it? Obviously, Justin Tucker's the best kicker and he's in the AFC, so AFC won. But I'm still like, who's in it? Because, again, with the flag football game, they're not kicking field goals or punting the ball or kickoffs or anything. So I'm, like, wondering, like, where are the kickers and punters on this? And I would have liked to actually seen that because that's a skill when these kickers have to aim it in a certain way. But, no, I skipped that for time. And, again, show the best catch again, which Pakuanua won because he actually caught the ball. It's a difference. Then they decided to say, we're going to have a John Madden tournament. But we've been doing it for four years. And Carissa Thompson, who works for Fox and not ESPN, but she used to, with Chad Ochocinco Johnson and some professional football game player, uh, a video game player, doing it where it's NFC versus AFC. And it was Puka Nakua and, Chan- and uh, Micah Parsons versus Tyreek Hill and David Njoku. And apparently, Hill and Njoku kept throwing so many interceptions. And the NFC just kept dominating and they won. Cool. NFC won the gauntlet thing twice. And that's fun. Because that's something that shows KK's a lot of talent. It shows it was the, the Lawrence and Will Anderson in this breakaway where they got a breakthrough wall. And as they get progressively through the next wall, it gets thicker and thicker. And it's pretty cool. Obviously. They had him do it again versus Quentin Williams, and it's still pretty cool to see Marcus Lawrence do that. Now, agility, Kenny Clark versus Forrest Bunkner. And again, they did Landon Dickerson and Quentin Nelson. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Landon Johnson and Quentin Nelson. I'm like, I don't know having big guys do it for agility, but it's cool to show off that talent. Tire flip with Clisterson versus Wyatt Teller. And the tire flip of Lane Johnson and Deion Dawkins. That was cool because those things are heavy. You got to keep pushing them forward. And they do something like that a little bit in the combine with tires. Now, that's showing real athletic and strength, athletic ability and strength there. 
Then they have this high point thing, which before they had it where you had like running backs or receivers, you know, going through cones or dodging things or, you know, getting balls and doing things. They had this new thing where it wasn't just, you know, It was, it was also that once you got the tire thing, did I miss something? But yeah, in the agility thing, there was also, once you get through those things, you have to then open up these doors, get underneath them and go underneath something and then do it again. So that's strength to pull it up and then, and you know, flexibility to go underneath and go other stuff. But again, then they had this thing where it's called like high point. Adrian Hutchinson and Josh Allen, the defense player, jumping to knock balls out, which is interesting. And they did the same thing again with, Montez Sweat for this Justin Matabu guy, which is interesting where, again, Montez Sweat is jumping high. Seeing these big players show how athletic they are to jump in the air and knock these balls and jump and do all these things. Because they're like, yeah, the wide receivers and running backs have done different, like, showcases for a speed or catches or other stuff. So let's do some more defensive players. And then they had the sled push where they get someone on there. And one time it was Kelsey. One time it's Ray Lewis for each team. They do different ones. DeMarcus, you know, DeMarcus Ware and whoever. And it was literally Panay Sewell and Tristan Wirfs won that one versus Armstead and Tunstill, even though the thing. And then obviously in the other one, it was Derek Brown and DiPolo versus Trey Henderson and Ross Mess, and they won again. Like, again, the thing is already heavy with the weights on there. And then you got to push it even further with another football player on there. And then they did Tug of War, which everyone was talking about dodgeballs. So Tug of War was awesome, man. Literally... They had sometimes even had punters on there where you have like the five or six guys pulling the rope and there's like a football in the middle and you got to get it over the goal line. And the NFC won because they have seen the first round. Some of the one of the guys was like lined up backwards and was trying to pull it this way instead of how everyone else does it. That didn't work. And then the other one, Aiden Hudson is just grabbing it all by himself. It looked like and they won two out of three without not even a third. It was just two, one, two, bam. So they won all those skills except for the kicking one. Then, during the game, as I mentioned, there was C.J. Stroud was good, Gardner Minshew was pretty good, Jalen Hurts was pretty good, and so was Baker. So in this game, Tyreek Hill had a touchdown, C.D. Lamb caught three touchdown passes, Jamar Chase caught two, Keenan Allen caught three touchdown passes, St. Brown got a touchdown, and so did Jameer Gibbs. Uh, you know, Ward got an interception, Saw Sarner got an interception, Keenan Allen threw a touchdown pass to Evan Ingram, Patrick Sertain got a pick six, and in this game, the NFC turned the ball over so many times. It was all it was mostly Geno Smith interceptions. Baker threw one, but that was a tipped one, so that's not really his fault. But Demario Davis was defensive player of the game, and Baker Mayfield was offensive player of the year. I feel like this year was a success because you split up the skills, but you wasted time showing the best catch once on Thursday and once on Sunday. Once was enough. You skipped the offensive linemen and long snappers where I actually want to see what they're doing. You wasted time with showing golf, which no one cares about. And, again, you skip one of the quarterbacks in the precision passing. I want to see that. And also, the kicking thing is hard. I would have liked to have seen the kickers do that because you've done it before. I feel like what you do is look at every Pro Bowl skills competition you have. Take each of the skills competitions you've done and figure out, you know what? It would be much better if there's nothing on Thursday nights because we're not throwing Thursday night football because it's obviously the end of the regular season. You have enough time on ESPN on Thursday night slash ABC to show all of precision passing, all of high stakes, all of this closest to pin if you keep it, and also all of these snapshots, 
you know, and you, and dodgeball without feeling like I'm rushed and we're trying to get out of here because I want to see these competitions. And showing the kicking kickers and punters skill is something you should be doing because the whole point of this competition is to showcase all the skills of all the NFL players. That's all I'm saying. Move the chains. Oh, I forgot. Did I, I talked about? I didn't win. I didn't even talk about move the chain. I'm so silly. So Demarcus Lawrence, Panay Sewell, and Tyler Smith, and Sweat and Tristan Wurz was versus Will Anderson, Trauma, Jermaine Johnson, Lermy Tunsil, and Kevin Zuler. And obviously, obviously in that one, they have to move the amount of weight of each other and the first one to pull something across the finish line. So obviously. I forgot about that one. That really shows how you got to take all these heavy weights off, okay? You take all these heavy weights off and then put them away. Then you got to grab like a chain, like you know where they measure this stuff, and pull it. And then every time someone on your team is done, they're all pulling that. And the NFC like would look like they're going to be behind and lose, and they came out from behind and won. Because again, Demarcus Lawrence, Vinay Sewell, Tyler Smith, Montez Sweat, and Tristan Wirfs, man. Really strong, talented guys. I'm not saying Anderson, Armstead, Johnson, Tunsil, and Zietler are not, but they they really moved that, and they just seem to have some sort of strategy because they were like one of the teams who last year was like, you have to take all the weights off or it makes it harder because obviously you have to take heavy weights off. Then this thing is heavy to begin with, and you got to do that. So that's where it's like, again, that's a good one. I'm glad they showed that in satiety. If you're going to advertise, you're going to show football players playing Madden, and you're saying it's a four-quarter game, that's only four. That's only, you know, four times four. It's only 16 minutes of Madden footage that you could show the whole entire thing instead of showing highlights. If you're even going to do it, I would much rather you just say, hey, we did a Madden tournament and here are the highlights. And it's like a two-minute highlight package. And actually show me the kicking and not skip the other stuff. That's where I'm a little annoyed. The Gridiron Gauntlet, it's the first time I think they've done it twice. But apparently the NFC wins no matter how many times they do it. Tug of War, now that they've done it, NFC wins and NFC won the game. So I think it was a pretty uh, successful one. Eli Manning beating up his brother in this competition, especially because they're just so good at the skills competition. And even though like you think AFC had a better game on the field, one thing they got to do is make sure that the refs and the head coaches and the uh, and the assistant coaches and the players like know the rule because it's flag guarding and the blitzing thing from a certain part. There's just a lot going on that. The viewers at home don't have no idea what's going on, nor even the broadcasters. But next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. My early predictions are if the 49ers get a lead and Chris McCaffrey has the ball with Elijah Mitchell, they just run the clock out, they're going to win. But if it's a close game, anything happens with Patrick Mahomes. So, But again, the, the 49ers came back to beat the Packers and the Lions. So even if the, the, the Chiefs put up 15-20-something 20 20 points, you know, the 49ers still have a chance. This is going to be a, hopefully a good Super Bowl where both teams have good def- defenses and good skill players and good at, uh, offensive-minded head coaches. Like, so it's hopefully going to be a good game. Thanks for listening to Radar's Money Quarterback, episode number 22. Watch the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. And go on the internet look for highlights of some of the skills competition and Pro Bowl showdown stuff. NFC came out on top. I'm a Giants fan. I was raised in Chicago, so... 
somewhat like the Bears when I was younger. So glad the NFC won. Thanks for listening. Money more quarterback number 22. See you guys next time on Radar.